thank you for tuning in again to the newest episode of the Time Podcast. Today with Angela Middleton, Senior Manager Sales Australia New Zealand at Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings. Angela actually credits a lot of her rise within the travel industry to the mentoring experience she gained through the time. Angela was also part of the committee supporting the board for nearly three years and has been a mentor herself a couple of times. So that just shows her passion she has in people development and giving back to the travel industry. Please warmly welcome with me the one and only Angela. Hello and welcome back to the Time Podcast. I'm so excited today to have Angela Middleton with us. Angela, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Timo. Looking forward to it. I do appreciate that you uh, accepted the challenge to talk to me about how it is to be a mentor because that's what we want to explore a little bit today. But before we do that, I suggest we do our five now already traditional icebreaker session. Are you ready for that? Sure. Hit me. Awesome. Angela, is it ABBA or ACDC? ACDC, definitely. Okay. Marvel or Disney? Disney. I never had anyone say Marvel yet. <laughs> I wonder how they make money. <laughs> the rest of my family, Marvel, Disney. Disney here. Understand. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, cooking or gardening? Definitely gardening. Okay. And last but not least, your absolute very favorite travel destination and why? Definitely Hawaii. Many trips have been had, in t including uh, my honeymoon. So definitely a highlight. We love the warm weather and everything that uh, Hawaii has to offer, including, you know, that it's just that taste of America without too much, I think. So it's, yeah, a really great destination year round. So we love it there. Awesome. I have not stopped by yet, but it's on my list as well. Um, Angela, how long are you in the travel industry now? Oh, I was thinking about this the other day. It's going on 18 years. I feel like I'm getting oh, wow. into that older generation. Um, don't don't want to dwell too much on it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So you started with 13 years. Interesting. Um, so Angela, <laughs> if, you, if you now look back at you starting in the travel industry from today's perspective, what kind of advice would you give to your younger self? Uh, yeah, I was started in the travel industry, you know, straight out of school, um, effectively, and a little bit of study at that time. But I think if I look back, um, I was probably um, a little nervous starting in the industry. I didn't really know what what the future would hold, what path I would take. And really, when I reflect on that and the journey that I've taken, um, that didn't matter at the time, but I spent a lot of time um, worrying about what path I would take in the industry. And the the progression that I've had in the industry when I look back um, has has really come about through through hard work and a lot of the mentoring experiences that I've mm -hmm. had. But I think, you know, I really worried about what my career would look like at the start and didn't really give myself that chance to find a bit of a path myself at the start. So I think I would um, encourage myself looking back to really go in with an open mind and not so um, focused on what I thought could have been the goal, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, Absolutely. And you mentioned you obviously had mentoring in the beginning and fast mm. forward today, you are, you are a mentor now yourself. Yeah. Um, 
everyone always says mentoring is a two-way street. Obviously, the mentee gets lots out of it, gains from the experience uh, the mentor can provide. But from a yeah. mental perspective, what's what's the benefit for the mentor? Yeah, absolutely. So as a mentor, I, I, I find every single time there's so much in it uh, that's different for me through the experience. Um, there's nothing greater, I guess, than seeing a mentee um, or a team member, in fact, you know, if it's an informal um, mentoring experience, develop and grow. I think uh, for me, that's what's um, particularly rewarding. But it's my most recent formal um, mentoring experience has been through the pandemic. And um, I wouldn't say it was an easy experience mentoring through that, but um, it's uncharted times for us all. So for me, um, the whole experience um, was rewarding in the fact that it also challenged me. And when I might've been going through a challenging time, in my role, I knew I always had to turn up and bring my A game. Um, and it was often a mindset shift for me. So personally, um, mentoring, you know, sometimes comes naturally, but during the pandemic, you know, you didn't know what to expect. So there was those challenging aspects that made me, um, I think a stronger mentor during that time, um, and a stronger person in itself because I had to switch on in a different way to bring my A game and put my own challenges aside. Um, but ultimately, I guess the best the best part of mentoring is seeing those uh, mentees take on a new challenge that we might discuss in a session and then coming back in that next session and delivering a new plan or giving insights into how they uh, took themselves on a journey over the two-week period and seeing those results, that for me is just so rewarding to see that progression. Hmm. And you already pointed out there's a difference between uh, an unstructured mentoring approach and a structured mentoring approach as hmm. time delivers it. And one of the things time does, as you also just mentioned or suggests, is the two weekly turners um, in regards to the catch-ups. Yes. So once the six months are over, what happens to the mentee-mentor relationship and what else has time to offer for those who were part of the journey? Yeah, sure. So if I look at uh, my experience as a mentee, I was really fortunate that uh, to be paired with an amazing mentor in Trish Shepherd, who I know you know very well. Um, she's actually now on the board of time. Uh, but, you know, that was back in 2013, I think it was. So quite a while ago. And our relationship has, you know, continued over the course of what is that now? About seven years. And, you know, she's the first person I continue to pick up the phone with, um, you know, to, to, to nut out something new or have a chat. And I think almost vice versa, you know, she'll call me to run something past me. So it's so, imp I think, uh, really refreshing when you have a mentor that, you know, you can look back on seven years later and you still have that amazing connection and guidance and, and continued mentoring. But I guess, that's the beauty of time, right? That's it's the power of um, Petty and Judith in the in the matching process that is phenomenal to to find us uh, for me now the right mentee that's going to pair with me as a mentor. Uh, but the opportunities and once you finish time, just don't end there. So not only is it that relationship that uh, more than likely continues, I know of a few that have that continued relationship, 
but it's the learning and the networks that continue post post that period. So as an alumni, you can continue networking um, and attending all of the events that time hold. Uh, there's the social gatherings, there's the learning workshops, and of course, there's, you know, listening to, to these podcasts with uh, people from the industry now moving forward. But there's, there's other opportunities. You know, I've been fortunate over the years to uh, be on the time committee uh, for a period of time, a couple of years I spent um, helping out there. Um, obviously, you know, you might even progress to being a mentor on the program like I have. And then there's the men's, men, uh, emceeing uh, an event also is an opportunity that can come up if you're interested in that. Uh, or, you know, I still remember, you know, being asked to be a mentor um, all these years later and getting that uh, phone call from Penny and Judith uh, to have my first mentor back in, uh, mentee, sorry, back in 2017. And now I've um, moved on and mentored my second person. So, so many opportunities as, as the path you want to take. Um, there's plenty of choice. And you just mentioned DMT. Um, I know that's always very popular as soon as someone is approached. Yes. <laughs> and yes. it's hard to get out of it once you are. So that's obviously part of the networking uh, functions that time provides. Yes. Um, so networking groups usually have a certain purpose. And for time, it's obviously all about the mentoring, the experience, the development and helping mm. people throughout their career. But there's also other networking groups. And I'm interested to understand, are you part of other networking groups? Um, and if you feel comfortable, which ones are that? And um, yeah. What's the purpose of them? Yeah, sure. Um, sometimes it's a little tricky to find the extra time for, for networking outside of the day-to-day. -day. Um, and I think networking has also progressed sometimes from face-to-face -to, -face to more social um, and online networking. So some of the groups that I find valuable um, to participate in uh, on a social level on social media outlets are the likes of Matt Leadham's uh, Together in Travel Uh Facebook page, that's a great way to network with all different people in the industry and, um, you know, chat about uh, industry issues that come up from time to time. Everyone seems to have an opinion that, you know, contributes to other people's success. So I really love to get involved in that particular page. Uh, and I'm also part of uh, the Travel Industry Women Facebook group as well, um, which came about back in um, about 2018. So I help out with that group, um, which is a group of about, oh, what have we got now? About 7,500 women across um, the travel industry globally. Um, so that's, that's a great group to be a part of. Um, but I guess the... The experience that I've got in the industry means that I have quite a large natural network of people. So whether it's people that I've worked with um, or been to conferences with, that's a great way to, to build connections with people and you kind of have, have your own group or circle attached to that. Um, so I guess it's the best part of the industry. Suppliers and agents alike, we're very social people. So um, networking and um, having the opportunity to, you know, catch up with people in groups that you've been on a familiar with or whatnot. Um, there's, there's lots of different networking groups that, you know, naturally come about as well. Okay, interesting. I actually will have a podcast coming up soon with Meg about uh, women in travel. So thanks for highlighting that. Very good. Spoiler here, just you know, a bit of preview. Hi, Meg. <laughs> Hi, Meg. Yeah. Um, you mentioned before that in the last two years, being a mentor has been rather challenging, obviously, because of the extraordinary situation of the mm. pandemic. I know a lot of people get inspired by either having a mentor or having a certain person, a celebrity they follow, or they're inspired by a conversation, mm. a book, whatever it is. Um, what are you inspired by? What keeps you 
energize dynamic and to go. Yeah, sure. So I was I was thinking about this earlier and you know there's there's people in the industry that probably don't even realize that they've um, perhaps been an informal or indirect men- mentor of mine and they're they're people that I'll call out. They're people like Judith Crompton, they're people like Alex O'Connor um, Nicole Regal, um, amongst others. And they're people that, you know, maybe I've reported to them. Maybe I haven't. Um, Fiona Dalton's another one, but you know, I've always learnt from them just by the way they conduct their business. And there's different elements of each of them that I, I'd like to think that I've, I've drawn on over time, um, that kind of shaped the person that I am today. But when I look outside of the industry, there's, you know, there's a few, the few that come to mind, you know, and they're usually related to books that I've read, um, that I, that have really kind of inspired me for, for one reason or another. Um, so there's a couple. There's Ando. And if you haven't read the book, uh, The Happiest Refugee, I suggest you pop it on your, um, Christmas list, list, a really inspiring story about, um, his journey to Australia and those challenges. Um, still gives me a few, you know, goosebumps thinking about that book. Um, one that, you know, probably hasn't come up before, but something that really, um, I guess resonated with me from even when I was in, in high school, um, is a gentleman by the name of Sir Peter Cosgrove. So he served in the army, um, and he was the 26th governor general of Australia. Um, but it's a particularly inspiring story because back when I was in high school, he was leading, um, the peacekeeping mission over in East Timor and, um, you know, the impact that he had on those people in East Timor to lead a better life and, um, you know, really, um, support them in their, in their new life. Um, it was, it was always on the TV at dinner time when I was growing up. And I think it's really had a lasting impact that, you know, the way you treat people, the way you help people, kind of links back to mentoring in, in a respect as well, but it's all about a better life or a better career. So relatable, you know, in, in that sense. Um, and then finally, um, the probably the most impactful conference session I've been um, at in terms of uh, guest speaker was that of uh, Emma Murray. So Emma Murray is a high-performance mind coach uh, and she talks about bringing your A-game. And I think I mentioned um, a bit about, you know, uh, mentoring and during the pandemic, being able to bring your A-game all the time. But, um, you know, she's helped the likes of Dusty Martin, um, Richmond Football Club and Scott McLaughlin, the race car driver. Um, and almost every day, and I, I think there's a few people uh, within time that have seen her speak as well. And, you know, almost every day I reflect on that session and if I'm having a challenging time, I think about Emma's strategies about, you know, how she would bring her A game or shift her mindset to, to a more positive outlook to, to get through that next hurdle. So, um, yeah, they're, they're people that inspire me. Mindset is definitely one thing. And sometimes I think we can also be inspired or, or reloaded with positivity if we purchase something. And it brings, oh, me to my yes. next, brings me to my next question. Is there something in the last six months maybe that you purchased for a fairly affordable amount, let's say below $100, around $100, mm-hmm. that had a real positive impact on your life? Mm. You'd think I'd have a few on this list given the amount of deliveries that have turned up during lockdown over the last 100-odd days. Um, but I think it's probably something that I purchased just before lockdown. So 
Um, I purchased a new Speedo swimsuit. Can you believe it? And I've taken up swimming. So my son um, is quite a good swimmer. So he does squad and he's in the local swim club. And I'm now swimming every session that I do, probably two to three times a week, um, swimming about 42 laps of the 25-meter pool. So great for fitness. And once again, it comes back to that old thing of mindset. So um, really pushing myself uh, and following that black line has been um, – a really good thing over the last couple of weeks now that I'm back into it, now that the pools are open. Uh, and I think I'll be joining Swim Club uh, when it opens in November. So there you go. That old swimsuit has um, positively a, influenced my life. Um, a life and I'm back, I'm back exercising. So there you go. Well, good for you. Congratulations. That's really good. Thank I you. unfortunately swim like a stone, so I don't think any speedo model in the world <laughs> will make me a good swimmer. I'm not oh. sure I'm fast yet, but one day, who knows? <laughs> if you can do 42 laps, look, um, you're already you're already my superstar. That is for sure. <laughs> awesome. And you've already come to the end of the interview. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate learning a little bit of the perspective from a mentor perspective. Yeah. That was no English. You know what I mean. But anyways, thank you so much for being on the show. And hopefully, no, not hopefully, I know I see you in four weeks in person. Can't wait. Thanks, Timo. See you soon. See you soon. Bye.